What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Rate Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 133. Today, I got someone new here on my podcast. Someone you may have heard of, you may not have heard of. He's actually um, a Gen Zer like I am. I got Nico Del Delgado. I think I got it right, correct? Yeah, Delgado. Delgado, yep. Who is the who is the lead, who is one of the leaders of the Arizona Teenage Republicans? How you doing, man? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. I uh took over the Arizona Teenage Republicans. I was elected as chair back in July of last year, and I, I'm proud of what we're doing. Uh recruitment is up, fundraising is up, events are up, name recognition is up. We're doing very well right now, so I'm proud of what we're doing there. And uh you know, we're, we're helping out, making sure Carrie Lake wins that Senate race, making sure Donald Trump wins our 11 electoral votes, and we got to retain our legislature and elect Dave Hamaday to Congress. So we've got a lot going on out here. Yeah. So how's everything going down in Arizona? Like, um, could you, like, um, explain what's going on down there? Oh, it's, uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on. Uh, we have uh, the, our biggest priority is retaining the state legislature. We have there are 60 seats in the state house. And there are 30 seats in the state Senate. We have 31 seats in the House and 16 seats in the Senate. So we have one seat majorities in both. It's extremely close. We could lose it. And if we lose it, we're one step closer to being Colorado, Michigan, California. So we have to make sure we start winning those swing races. A lot of the swing races we actually hold. And that's the reason we uh, even have the legislature to begin with. So we have to keep our uh, swing districts and we have to flip some uh, blue ones. Um, but, you know, it's it's wild out here. We just had a uh, state party chairman resign after getting caught trying to bribe Carrie Lake out of the Senate race. Uh, Carrie's campaign is going strong. Uh, Abe Hamaday is running for Congress. He was our, uh, our nominee for attorney general back in 2022, and he lost or lost by 280 votes, the closest election in the history of the state. There's still 9,000 votes left uncounted, and they won't count them. Uh, I believe the reason is because you know, we know we know he really did win and the Democrats don't want us to take over the chief law officer in the state because they know we will start flipping all the races that we know we won uh, uh, back in 2022. So it's definitely a crazy landscape out here being a swing state. Uh, this is my first presidential election cycle being involved. So I, you know, I have a lot of learning to do as well this year, um, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, same here with me. I started my show in 2021. Well, yeah, I was in 2021, like in like in early, not long um after after January 6th and stuff like that. That's mm. around the time I started my show, just after that. And and yeah, like um a lot a lot of interesting stuff has has been going on. Like this is my first like um presidential election that I'll even be voting in too because uh-huh. I didn't I didn't vote in 2020 because at that time I was still in the middle of my um red pill moment. I was still. Yeah. So I didn't fully become red pilled at that time yet. I didn't become that till after January six. Yeah. Um, well, so many people try and say, "Oh, Nico, you're just spouting out what your parents say." Blah 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 blah. And I was thinking, you know, that reminded me. My dad, the very first time he's ever voted in a Republican primary was back in 2022, strictly because I was involved working on campaigns trying to help people win. So. Uh, I, I think it's important people get out to vote, but uh, just just so everybody knows, I'm not just spouting out my parents' views. I I, I made my own views. Yeah, well, my parents are both I'm like I'm lean more left on things, so oh, yeah. so yeah, but yeah, I that's how I grew up. But I got like I said, I got red pill because of 2020. So yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And also, I see that you on Twitter, you you actually are friends with Carrie Lake, I, I believe, correct? I'm very close to Carrie. I love her. I got her book right in the corner right here. Uh, yeah. I, I see it. Yeah. So, yeah, what's she actually like? She's an extremely genuine person. Um, the very first time we met, she was just so ecstatic to meet me. She was, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to see young people involved. Um, it was my very first time speaking at an event, and she she had to rush to another campaign event, but she was thinking, she was like, you know, if, if I didn't have so many people waiting for me, I would just skip it and watch you speak because I want to see what you're doing. Um, so we took our quick picture. She left, and then about 30 minutes later, a bunch of her staff members came in, a bunch of signed campaign merch, internship cards, a bunch of stuff. She just treated me fantastically. And ever since then, uh, she's been amazing. Um, I just sent out a post uh, yesterday. Uh, my mom passed away of a drug overdose. And she... Sorry to hear know, that, man. Thank you. She just immediately, she sent, you know, Nico, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll be watching over you on earth here with all the other mama bears while she'll be watching over you in heaven. Uh, she sent me her phone number and... Just if you ever need anything, let me know. Call me, whatever you need, let me know. So she's extremely genuine. So many people try and paint her as somebody that doesn't care, just another politician, but they're just full of it. Yeah. Um, outside of President Trump, she and probably Vivek Ramaswamy are my probably my two favorite people in politics outside yeah. of President Trump. So yeah. Yeah. One of my friends um, who actually he actually said he wouldn't vote for Trump, but he would vote for Kerry Lake. Like he's <laughs> he's a liber he's a libertarian. That's why. But um, he has his own reasonings. But he would vote for Carrie Lake. So yeah, yeah. But like like I said, I think Carrie Lake is best doing what she's doing right now. I don't think um a presidential election would be is the right fit for her, in my opinion. I I don't think at the moment, but I think that uh, she's going to be a future face in our party for sure. Uh, she's going to win the Senate race, and I uh, look forward to seeing her future. Yeah, I might be like um, and I assume President Trump will be doing a couple rallies in Arizona this year. Um, yeah. Like me, I'm planning. On, I'm probably doing some journalism, so I might be able to attend a couple of those rallies. Yeah, I that'd might. Be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because I'm going to be traveling around this year, covering a bunch of the rallies. Like, um, nice. there's one. There's one. I'm. I'm almost certainly might go to next year. Um, next month that he's doing. So yeah, I don't know if I will, but I'm gonna try to. Yeah, Trump rallies are the best place to be. A lot yeah. of patriots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've met President Trump, have you? I have not, not yet. Uh, we're working on it. I'm pulling, trying to pull some strings, asking Carrie to sneak me backstage at the next rally. Yeah. So yeah. So so like, um, how many Trump rallies have you been to actually? So my very first Trump rally was actually back in 2020, and um, my mom took me, and uh, we had a great time. It was um, I was I wasn't involved yet, but I pulled up with my blue suit, red tie, my Trump hat on. Um, I was running for. Uh, student council president back in 2016 when he was running against Hillary. And that's how I originally got interested. And I ran a Trump-like campaign. So I got the suit and the tie and the hat and ran around like Trump and we won big. So it worked out well. Um, but 2020, that was my first one. And then we went to a second one with my grandma. And um, those two were before I was involved. And then since I've been involved, I think we did another two, one up in Prescott Valley and then a second one out in Mesa. Interesting, man. That's really interesting. So yeah, um, like um, if you could like give some detail, what is it like being like um a leader of like um the young the um Arizona teenage Republicans? What's that um like actually? Yeah, it's not easy. It's really not easy. Uh, trying to 
compete with all the older guys in politics that don't want to give us a seat at the table. Um, it, it, it's not easy, but I, when I took over, you know, I, I was not involved with teenage Republicans whatsoever up until two weeks before I decided to run for chair. Um, and I, they were kind of a dying organization. Um, COVID really hit them hard. It's not their fault. It was just COVID and they, they couldn't do much about it. They had a lot of chapters and they needed some help. And I just, I was doing my own thing. I was kind of associated with the young Republicans, but I was doing a lot of my own stuff on Twitter and going around speaking at LD meetings and stuff. Um, and I was just like, we, we, we have to build this up. We have to make sure the next generation, uh, it becomes a conservative generation because if the Democrats get to them, we will not win another presidential election in a very long time. Um, so it's definitely not easy. Uh, we are, you know, pushed to the side by many leaders in the, uh, at least in the Maricopa County Republican Party, uh, some in the AZ GOP, but I, um, I don't allow people to disrespect members of my organization. Um, if, if you want to, if you want to disrespect a bunch of teenagers online, then you go mess with people that are outside of my organization because I, I don't, I don't allow that to happen. I will defend my members no matter what, whether I like that member, whether I hate that member. Uh, you know, the teenage Republicans, we stick together, we're united. And if somebody wants to come after one of us, they come after all of us. So it, it's, yeah. I'm not going to let a bunch of older people kick us to the side and lose this election. We're going to take this, uh, you know, we're going to, if they won't give us a seat at the table, we're going to take a seat at the table and we're going to tell them how to win. Yeah. In Arizona, like um, Arizona used to be one of the deepest reddest, one of the deep red states in the, in the America. Now it's like um, a solid purple state now. Like um, like what has that been like? I'm um, seeing Arizona go from like um, a deep red state, a solid red state to now like a 50 50 state that could literally go either or at any at any time. It, you know, it was it's sad, um, but also the Republicans that we were electing when this was deep red were not necessarily you know, much much different than Katie Hobbs and uh, some uh, Kirsten Cinema and Mark Kelly. They are very similar in that aspect. So um, there's a uniparty problem out here, in my opinion. There's a lot of Republicans. John McCain. Right Trump. Yeah, you know, and um, it's a lot of Californians are moving here. There's a lot of, you know, more illegal immigration in our state as of right now than any other state, uh, any other border state. Um, so I think all that has uh, reasons at play. There is some election fraud uh, back in 2022 and 2020, I'm sure, even before. Um, but it, there's a lot of uh, uh, reasoning to it. It's not just one reason, and that's why we're purple now. And in my opinion, we're not purple, we're red. We just suffer from some illegal activities going on out here during election season. Yeah. My state, Iowa, like um, it used to be a solid purple, but now mm -hmm. it's gone to a deep red area. So that's really good. Like um, a lot of certain, it's, it's weird seeing cer certain states go from, from purple to red and then from other states go from red to purple. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curiously, I'm curious how that happens all the time because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and especially being a border state, I think is one of the larger things. And the same thing's happening to Texas. You know, Texas is getting, in, I'm not gonna say they're getting bluer, but they're getting more competitive by the year. No, they um, are getting bluer. That it, no, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat yeah, it. It's and it's true, and it's it's a lot big reason is because a lot of legal immigrants are coming through here and not you know they're voting legally, um, and that's why Democrats want them over here. Democrats don't want people over here to help them. They want their votes. That's that's the reason they want them here. Yeah. And you just mentioned Texas. That was one of the things I was going to discuss with you, like um, about the border crisis that's going on down there right now. 
like um with you being in Arizona, like um I'm you probably have heard more things from people down there because you're boarded on Texas. What's the newest stuff that you've heard that about the border crisis going down there with them, like um what with what Governor Abbott and all of them are doing? Well, you know, I support exactly what he's doing. I think he has the right to do it, and I don't think the federal government should butt in. Um, I think the federal government should work with him and help do that to every other state that is uh, suffering from these same problems, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. We are all suffering from the same problem, except us three have Democrat governors, and they have a patriot governor. Um, our state legislature, like I said, is red, and I believe, if I remember correctly, that we sent out a letter um, saying that the Republican state legislatures, uh, both chambers, support Greg Abbott in their in their um, in in their you know their goals to make the border more secure. And um, I, I just it, it's sad to me that Joe Biden is willing to send troops down there to try and take down the Texas National Guard well, um, for literally well, protecting us. Well, it's not him. It's the deep state because Biden doesn't even know what he's doing. So. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he's just he's the puppet head. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's for certain for certain people. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm like, I'm all the how many I've, I heard last I heard like 25 states. What was it? 24, or 25 other states agreed to send like um National Guard down there to help Texas. Yeah, I, I, think, I, heard that, I think every state with a Republican governor, I believe. Yeah, um, I, I believe so. Yeah, so. Uh, I, I assume like um, maybe a couple others might like I for for some reason, I have a feeling that um as we get closer to the election, a moderate Democrat governor will actually decide yeah. in Texas. I have a feeling something like that will happen. It wouldn't just, surprise me. Just create the, to create the illusion. Oh, we're, we're being fair. We're working with these people. So I just have a feeling something like that is going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like um, I, I also read the story, a story that um before Greg Abbott decided to secure the border himself, I, I believe it was Eagle Pass. I, I forgot the exact. I, I think Eagle Pass is it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm had like thousands of people crossing every day. Then after Greg Abbott decided to take care of the border himself, three, only like three people crossed in a day. So yeah. And that was only because the only reason three crossed was because like, um, once they get over here, technically they're not allowed to, to, to do anything with them. So th if they get through across the other, our side, they just have to kind of just let them roam. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so really like, um, you wouldn't, someone would not want that to happen unless it was intentional because no one can be that dumb to allow all this to happen. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and what the, this is what they said to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors out here. Um, this is what I tell them, uh, all the problems on election day. It's either negligence or it's incompetence. Neither are okay. My, either way, it's not okay. You don't get a free pass for being stupid. <laughs> yeah, like you can't, like you talk about like negligence. This is something interesting. Uh, someone from Arizona, I'm not sure who, sure if you know who he is, Brandon Tatum, Brandon Brandon Tatum, who yeah. actually goes by Officer Tatum. Yeah, he actually he actually said something interesting that um a lot of people disagree with because I actually have the same opinion with him. Is that um right at, at this with because of how the laws are right now, if you can vote, vote, vote by vote, just vote, vote by mail if you have to. Don't just wait till election day because if something happens, you're not going to be able to vote at all. And mm -hmm. a lot of people have been going a lot of conservatives and even some people in MAGA, which I'm a full on member of MAGA, have just have been like I'm going after me saying, no, no voting by mail. But here's the thing. If you don't vote, there's no then there's no chance. Then you have to at least try to at least try to 
Yeah, and we put all of our eggs in one basket. We got to make it harder for them to cheat. We have to utilize every single um, every single way that we can do it. Um, and another thing is, like I said, Abe lost by 280 votes. Kerry lost by about 17,000. Uh, we get more into it. Mark Fincham lost by 50-ish thousand, I think, and Blake Masters was in the 100,000s. But we had 300,000 unregistered Republicans, uh, registered Republicans that did not vote. Hmm. So it's all about making sure we get every single Republican out to vote as well, because they always say you can't outvote the fraud. We would have been able to if just 281 more Republicans would have been able to make it out and vote. So it, and that's why I support Turning Point Action doing their um, their ballot chasing, reminding people you need to vote, you need to vote, you need to vote, because voting we can't change this without voting. Yeah, because like um. I was doing. I wasn't in Arizona, but on that day I was here in Iowa on on the mid the day of the midterms. I was just yeah. doing a live covering covering everything that was going on, and I saw the lines. There, the lines were extremely long. People voting waiting to just vote for Kerry Lake. Then all of a sudden, coincidentally, in just all red counties, machines yeah. broke down, and red all and all every t machine that broke down was in a red county. So no coincidence there. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can line up the precinct map to the to the fraud map, and you can lay them right over top of each other. And this precinct is solid red, and there's a bunch of problems here. But then all the blue precincts in downtown Phoenix, no problems there. Even Carrie Lake herself had to yeah. change locations because they were told that uh, this one's closed because the machines aren't working. So yeah. also, I'm not sure if you saw this video, but one of my friends sent it to me like um week just either days or weeks after the midterms. Where like um, it showed like um, a person went to vote in in at a, a precinct in Arizona, and he and he was a Republican, but they told him he couldn't vote because you can only vote Democrat at this precinct. So, I'm, I'm, I didn't see that. But yeah, I, there's definitely I, problems I, with that. I can find it, like um, if you if you need me to. So yeah, because I'm pretty sure that you would like to see this because it's interesting, man. Really yeah. interesting. So yeah, uh, let me find it right here. Okay, but but yeah, like um, so. What were, did you expect any of that to happen on the day of the midterms? Because I, like most people, I was expecting Carrie Lake to just like um just destroy Katie Hobbs. Like um maybe it would be called extremely early because because she was that popular down there in Arizona. But for whatever reason, took weeks to just even count the votes. Hey, I'm not surprised. I think we were off guard. I think some people allowed the polls to you know let them take their guard down. Um, but you know, I'm not surprised the county recorder and the president of the board of supervisors, both led anti Kerry Lake, anti MAGA candidate PACs, um, clear conflict of interest should not have been allowed. Um, and her opponent was the secretary of state. She was the chief elections officer in the state. Um, so when you have the three most important people running the elections all against you openly, uh, there's clearly major problems, and and there's no denying that there was a possibility of some sort of fraud happening. Like if if there's anybody out there saying there was 100% no fraud, you know they're lying to themselves. There was at least some sort of chance when your opponent is running your election. She didn't recuse herself from the role. Uh, okay. She took advantage of the situation. Yeah, and I have the video pulled up right here. I can show you this because you yeah. will find this very interesting. And my friend sent this to me. And this was down there in Arizona, just to let you know. So, yeah, okay. Okay.
right here. And listen to what happens. I, I, I don't understand what you said. What did you just say? Okay. Okay. With, with this election, you can vote in any precinct. No, you, said, you said the Republican side is not what? We, we, I don't have staff, so we are closed right now. So for the Democrat, I can vote Democrat? You can vote Democrat. But not Republican. Not Republican. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's extremely not legal for sure. That's yeah, it seemed like it was a violation of like, um, the what was it called? Um, the equal protection clause, I believe, something like that. Mm -hmm. So you can't, um, like, I'm only put one side up and say you can't do the other side. So, yeah, yeah, so like, um, I I saw that video, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm convinced right now. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, like, it's. It's arguable what happened in Arizona in the midterms was uh, was possibly even worse than what happened in the, the 2020 election. It's arguably worse. Because, I, I like, it, honestly, I think it was because in 2020, there was a big problem with the mules and people using illegitimate votes. This, the government worked against us. They used the machines. They went into the voting places and shut them down on the day of. And people voting Republican, you know, they're hard workers. They have to go to jobs. They have to go pick their kids up from school. They don't have time to sit in line all day. And they knew what they were doing. And there were thousands and thousands of people that were not able to vote. There were thousands of people that put their ballot in the third box. We'll count them later. We'll count them. Like, no, you you guys aren't counting later. You're tossing them in the trash. So um, it's just, it's disappointing. Yeah. Um, but we have to utilize every method. We have to chase those ballots. We have to get every Republican out to vote. Uh, there are no excuses for 2024. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we know what they're doing. We have to be watching them like hawks. Yeah. If you don't vote, then you have no reason, right to complain at all, yeah. in my opinion. And, and so many people are, oh, what's the point of voting if, if you, their elections are stolen anyway? It's like, okay, yeah, have that mindset. And then next time we lose, you're going to scream and cry about how, oh, we didn't win, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe we would have won if you cast your vote. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and we, everyone turned out to vote in 2020. The thing was, yeah, we saw what happened. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I want to ask you this. Do you think they're going to try that again in November, this November? I'm not sure. I feel like, you know, they're, they're not dumb people. They're evil. They're evil geniuses. So I think they, they might try and find another way to do it, to try and catch us off guard. But we just have to be watching. Maybe they do a combination of everything we've seen over the past four years. Um, I really, there's no way of telling. We're just going to have to prepare, prepare, prepare. Um, in AZ, we just elected our chairwoman uh, to the AZ GOP, and she is an election integrity fighter, worked in the Secretary of State's office and the legislature on election integrity bills. So I'm confident she, watching like a hawk, she's going to have people where they need to be on election day, and we're not going to let them take our state. Mm-hmm. Very, that's very good, man. Yeah, and I wanted to move on to another topic here that I told you about that I wanted to discuss with you, about um the recent stuff going on with, with um, Taylor Swift. Like a lot of interesting things that have been going on right there. I wanted to ask. I want to ask you this about it. Do you think like um this is all like a psyop, or do you think, or do you think like for whatever reason it's actually real? Like um, what's all going on with it? You know, so many people are trying to. Even my dad has told me, "Oh, have you seen this? How Taylor Swift is working with the DNC and the NFL, and they're gonna swing the election." 
I think she's just playing poor Travis Kelsey so she can spout out a bunch more garbage music in an album about how every guy she dates is trash. So a bunch of her fans give her a billion more dollars. That's my prediction. I don't think it's a, a big conspiracy. Um, that you know they throw her on TV at an NFL game that annoys me, but I don't think that's going to sway the election results. I think honestly, us talking about her more gives her more name recognition. Is helping her get her message out there. If that's their plan, then we're helping them by just constantly talking about it. I mean, if, if Fox News, Newsmax, all of our sides news, that's all they talk about right now, and it's it's not helping us if that is the case. But I don't think it's the case. I think she's just trying to prep up some album sales. Well, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but like, um, there was a report from like a few years ago, the CIA using like um Taylor Swift as an asset or something like that. Hmm. Like this was a few years ago. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I think uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to buy her off just to throw her endorsement out. But I don't think her endorsement really means that much. Most of her fans are 15 year old girls that aren't going to be able to vote in the next but, election anyway. Yeah, but um, but but. But yeah, she she has um, fans that are go are like fifteen and twenty year olds, like people from like a decade ago, and now they're a voting age right now. That's the thing. Yeah, but I think a lot, and and there's a lot what people don't understand. There's a lot of Taylor Swift fans that are staunch conservatives. They like her kind of old school, you know, country take on things. So I think us attacking is almost turning off a lot of our our sides voters that really like her and are just thinking, oh, that's stupid. Why are you guys focusing? Like I think. Instead of focusing on Taylor Swift, we should be focusing on the problem on our border. I mean, there's a border bill that is being voted on and, and that it allows mass amnesty. Like, we need to be focusing on actual issues if we want people to vote for us. We can't just um, talk about Taylor Swift. Like, that's not going to be a winning issue this election. She's, she's not a hot topic. Like, we need inflation. We need to focus on important issues if we want people to vote for us. Uh, calling out Taylor as a CIA plant, I don't think is going to help us. Whether it's true. Well, or not. I'm not sure if you. Are you aware that George Soros owns her music? It wouldn't surprise me. No, it's it's true. She, um, George Soros actually owns her music. So that that's a big um, um question mark right there, in my it's opinion. It's a huge question mark, but we should definitely be looking into. Uh, you know, what huge pop stars are conservatives? Can we get them to come show their support for us? Um, if if they're not breaking the law, then there's not much we can do about it. Um, and it's just, I, I just, it's not going to be a winning issue for us if we just constantly talk about Taylor Swift. Like, we have to be focused on, like, the border. Like, I, I get so annoyed when people go off track and are like, that's what it's all about, is about, making us take our minds off of the real problems that are going on. So we can talk about Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Like they, yeah. they want that distraction. They want to make us stop thinking about what's really important going on. I, I just, I'm sorry. I just see them web using Taylor Swift to get more vote because she even said herself, and you can look this up if you don't believe me. She said she's going to, I'm, I'm, I'm red, get um, th tens of thousands well, either thousands or tens of thousands of Democrats registered to vote for the for the election. So, yeah, and she's a Democrat, but I don't think that means anybody's weaponizing her. She, she is a Democrat. She endorsed Biden in twenty twenty. Like it's not a it's not some secret or anything. Um, there are plenty of conservative, uh, you know, singers and uh, actors in Hollywood and stuff. Um, I just I wish that they dedicated themselves to register tens of thousands of Republican voters. Um, 
but I, I don't think it's going to be a huge election swaying endorsement. I think as long as we, you know, stay on message, show people that we are the party that's going to secure the border, we're the party that's going to lower gas prices and inflation, um, and we're the party that's going to stop indoctrination in our schools, I think we'll be just fine. I just, I'm just not sure, like, most people even care about the border, because here's why. Like, I'm, this is something interesting. All of the... Uh, you know, um, like um, the Supreme Court case that recently happened where it said the federal government can cut the razor wire Texas puts on the border. Mm-hmm. All of all of the ones that did it were women, including like um, um, Amy Coney Barrett. I, mm-hmm. I just that's even that's even a conservative. And I even I just have this weird feeling that the border just is not going to have in, that much effect on the election at all. I just have that weird feeling. I think it will in states where it really affects because they always say every state's a border state. But they're not the same as what we see in Arizona. Like, yeah, they're they're flying people out to Martha's Vineyard as jokes and stuff. And that's another thing. That, that was hilarious. I'm, it's funny, but it's not. Like, we have Ron DeSantis trying to gain political points by sending them to Martha's Vineyard. Send them back. Don't put them further into our country. Send them back to where they came from, where they should be, because they broke the law. Don't help them and give them – don't spend taxpayer money – on overinflated gas prices to send them up to some island just to make Barack Obama mad. Like we should be sending them back. I agree. Uh, I, agree. I agree, but um, I don't think he could have sent them back like that. At least I don't think he could have. Uh, he might have been able to, but also he didn't have to help them by getting them deeper into the country. Well, he didn't want them in his state, though. So I'm I'm just trying to be fair right here. Yeah, it's fair, but. Don't I just don't like when they they help them out, especially when it's taxpayer money, just so they can get political points. Mm, yeah. If he if he spent all his private money on the gas, then I wouldn't be too mad. But he spent yeah. the taxpayer of Florida's money. Yeah, you can make an argument like that. You can make an argument. Like like I said, I just think he was. I, th- I just think it was. He, I'm just trying to be fair on the issue there. Yeah. But the main from but also with Governor Abbott shutting the border down, from what I've heard. The buses going from Texas to New York with all the illegal immigrant, the illegal aliens have either slowed down or stopped completely. So that's, that's it's something interesting that's going on. Yeah. Well, and that, like our, our Democrat governor, if you you can't walk into an airport anymore without seeing a huddle of illegal immigrants getting uh, sat on a plane. Yeah. So like even it, the Democrats are doing it. In New York, you can't even, it's hard to find a hotel really because, yeah. like, um, they're being flooded with illegal aliens. The hotels are, yeah. And, 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 um, the reason they're being flooded in the hotels is because, like, um, New York is one of the few states, I believe it may even be the only state in the country that has a constitutional right to, um, to, to, to have to give someone shelter. It's constant, it's part of their constitution. They cannot just leave, so, let someone be homeless, they have to give them some a shelter of some sort. I, I I believe New York may be the only state that is that is like that. I believe. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of any other states like that. Yeah, but yeah, like um, and a lot of people in there and in New York, particularly a whole bunch of black people, not in also not just New York, but even in Chicago, they're angry about this because they're just being let go in their communities once yeah. they're released. And that's where it all comes down to: America first, Americans first. Like we we have our own problems to solve here. Uh, we do not need, you know, millions more people to try and help because we can barely, we, we, we not even barely, we just can't uh, afford to help our own people right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, um, there's a lot of, because of all of this, a lot of uh, black people, I do know this for a fact, are turning on the Democrats and they're going more over to Trump. 
Like, um, mm-hmm. there was a video, like, um, I believe a day or so ago, where like, um, where like a lot of a lot of black people in the that live in in Bronx, New York, they're saying they want Trump back because they're getting sick of all this, all this that's this illegal immigration that's just being allowed into New York all the time. Yeah, I think I saw something that uh, a Trump press release or something that they were going to do a historic oh yeah rally out in Brooklyn or yeah the Brooklyn Bronx the Bronx South, yeah, the, the South Bronx, Bronx. Yeah. on March sixteenth. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm excited for that one. I I might be going. To, that's the rally I told you I might be going to next month. I well, might. That'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I also have a contact who may be there too, so you can kind of get what I'm meaning when I say contact. So. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that can like um, uh, maybe get me um a little closer. I'll just leave it at that. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like um. Yeah, and so, and also, President Trump did say, like in that interview, he's going to be doing a lot of rallies in blue areas too. He mentioned like not just New York, but also New Mexico, New Jersey, Virginia, Minnesota. What are your thoughts on that? I I, I think that's a great idea. I think we need to because these aren't solid blue states. I mean, Virginia just elected a Republican governor uh, just well, a short three well, years ago. Well, Virginia is a purple state, not a blue state, but that's just yeah. one of the states he mentioned. Yeah. So I'm just I think it's important because, you know, historically it's it's blue. Um, same with Minnesota, same with New Mexico. Like historically they are just they go blue more often than not. Um, but we do need to start really flipping more red states because we can't just rely on Michigan and Pennsylvania and the Rust Belt and the Sun Belt. Like we have to uh, we have to start building our ground game. Uh, and I think I appreciate Trump doing that because he understands, although we're more than likely not going to win New Mexico or Virginia this time around, it could help a potential 2028, 2032, or, and so on, so on, um, slowly start to flip the state. Yeah. Like I, I, I agree. I like the fact that he's going into the blue states because like, um, there are a lot of people out there that complain, well, like there's only the purple states that matter all the time because that the candidates only go to those places. Well, Trump is actually kind of flipping the script a little bit. He's going to the blue areas to, to like give his ideas to those people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good I think that's a good something good. So yeah. yeah. I agree. But I still say this though. He has to concentrate most of his rallies, all, all the most of his attention on Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, um, Michigan, and Nevada. Those are the main yep. ones he has to focus on. I agree. Yeah, because those were um all the swing states that stopped counting in the middle of the night. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The, like I said, he has to focus on mo- those at, at the um, most for the most of the time. Most of the time. But, yeah, I still think it is a good idea. He is going to be go- visiting a lot of blue states, too. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that my mistake. That was a pause. Right? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I, I, for some reason I thought my audio cut out right there. That's on me, sorry, man. You're good, you're good. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Like I said, I'm going to be trying to go to a bunch of his rallies this year. Like I've been to a couple this year when he came here to Iowa. Um, in the last few months. But yeah, yeah that's I'm, awesome. But I'm going to be travel. I want to travel around the country, going to the a bunch of his rallies and just yeah. to just see what they're all like. All of I them. wish I wish Arizona was an early state because I love all the I love watching all the primary action going on and all the candidates running around and yeah. doing uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was fun seeing that here in Iowa. It was really fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And speaking of like the primaries, um, that another thing I want to discuss with you. 
like how the um republic has the GOP primary has gone so far. Even though it's pretty, even though it's gone what we thought it would, yeah. but I just want to give a give a quick um um quick um review of it. Well, you know, Trump's winning big, and I'm not surprised he's going to defeat Nikki Haley in her own home state coming up here. Is that tomorrow or is it next week? Um, I think is I think Nevada may be first. Actually, I could be I wrong. It is first, but Nikki's not on the she, Nikki's not on the caucus ballot. It was just okay. it was just him, DeSantis, and Blinkley. And there's some others, but no, no big names. Um, but now DeSantis is out, so Trump's guaranteed the win there. Um, he was already before, but uh, yeah. now it's in the bag for sure. And then South Carolina is our next contested one, and it will heavily embarrass Nikki. And I'm excited to see that happen because yeah. neocon Nikki will not be our president uh, in 2024. So she will, uh, she'll be out, and I'm excited to see her get squashed in her home state. And that's a winner-take-all state. That's going to hurt her bad because we're going to take all 50 delegates, and she's going to be extra behind already because she's not getting anything in Nevada. Um, so I'm excited. It's going well. Um, our presidential preference election out here is on March 19th and our, at the AZGOP convention uh, a couple of weekends ago. We, the AZGOP officially voted to endorse Donald Trump to be our nominee so he has the official state party's endorsement mm -hmm. and um he's you know Trump is not losing a single state super she's going to wait till super Tuesday she's going to get absolutely destroyed in every single state across the country that's voting um in March and she'll probably drop out after then uh she's probably praying that Trump gets indicted or goes to jail or something so she can try and yeah. flip delegates and I think it's really sad that we have candidates praying that the former president who did nothing wrong goes to jail just so they can become the nominee and become president. It's a very selfish and disgusting thing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like I'm a bunch of Democrats, particularly people, Democrats backing Nikki Haley, giving a whole bunch of money to her? Well, I think it just shows, you know, her, her policy and her platform is not a Republican platform. Like she's, they just sent out a hundred thousand text messages in her home state of South Carolina for a bunch of Democrats um, saying, oh, don't don't vote in your Democrat primary. You can vote in both or you can vote in either. Don't vote in the Democrat one because Joe Biden's going to win it big. Vote in the Republican one and vote for Nikki Haley. Defeat President Trump. Like, And she did the same thing in New Hampshire. Like 90 uh, percent of her votes come from Democrats, not Republicans. So I don't want the Democrats choosing our Republican nominee. Yeah. Did you see the did you see the exit poll in New Hampshire that um 70% of Nikki Haley's voters in the primary were Democrats? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah, most were independent and Democrat and it and most of those independents were Democrats that switched their voter registration because they have same day voter registration. Same here uh, in Iowa. Which is awful. Uh, that is they don't have that out here in Arizona thankfully, but uh and we don't have open primaries either. So you have to be a member of the Republican Party. You have to be a, a registered Republican to vote in the Republican primary. You have to be a Democrat to vote in the Democrat primary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just got embarrassing. So, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you know who the Daily Meme team is, but they've made a whole bunch of memes and jokes about Nikki Haley lately. Yeah, I've seen some of their stuff. Yeah, I'm friends with those guys too. So, yeah. And they sent me some uh, some of the funniest stuff you can imagine, man. So yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen um the um the one in, with her in the vehicle. So yeah, 
I don't, I don't think I have, but I'll look out I'll, for it. I'll send it to you. I'll DM it to you, and you can just laugh at it. So, yeah. I don't even want to describe it because I'm not sure I can here. So. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. I only had one other thing I wanted to discuss with you about. Like, um. It was that um wild story that happened about a week ago. Like, um. You saw that story about um that um sub dude who supposedly beheaded his own father and made a video about it, and literally he was calling for violence in the video too, like calling for violence against federal employees, federal judges, um, like a a, bu a bunch of different people too in the federal government. Um. You saw the video, correct? I did not see the video, but I've read a lot of articles and seen a lot of stuff going on about it, but I haven't seen the video. The video to me, this is my take on it. The video to me is fake. I'm sorry. Like, um, if you watch the video and like, I advise you not to, because just in case, if you, if you just get the, if you, if you just make your skin crawl, if you, if, if you can't handle that, I advise you not to watch it, but I watched the full thing. And here's the, here's the thing. Watch his, if you see his eyes in the entire video, He's looking at a screen. He's look. He's reading the script. He's he's. It's not legitimate. It's fake. And then plus and plus. Here's another thing. YouTube waited six hours before they took the video down, and their algorithms can detect if you say if you just say a swear word in in any of your videos, and they can demonetize that video or just take it down if they want to. So yeah. And you're telling me they somehow didn't miss. They somehow missed this for six hours. It gives me a big. Uh... Like when vibes when Gretchen Whitmer was the kidnapping scheme on Gretchen Whitmer, it, it, it looks very similar to that kind of a setup. Yeah, and plus, um, he the head was in like a plastic bag, so you couldn't see if it was real or not. So, and and if it was real, if it was real, the Democrats would be blasting it all over CNN. They would know exactly where he is. He would be in jail right well, at this very well, moment. Well, he is actually. Well, oh, he. he is. Well, this is, I still think it's fake because I think, cause here's what, here's what happened. He, he got a, he made the video, he got arrested two hours, two hours away from where he was living though, two hours away from where he was living. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Here's, an, here's another thing. He was calling for violence. And like you're saying, he was the head of a militia in Pennsylvania and he was, the, and he know, and he's calling on all militias in Pennsylvania and I'm um, like, um, New Jersey to attack the federal government and stuff like that. And basically yeah. everyone who's in the federal government is supposed to be unlived on site. And like he's saying, he's now going to be the active president. He's Biden is no longer the president. So well, <laughs> there's just so course, much weird stuff. And of course it happens in one of the most important states uh, in November. Uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like if it was real, they would be talking about it a lot more than they were. That would be a reoccurring campaign ad. That would be yeah. talked about yeah. way more. And also um, it was just a couple days after um, the House introduced a bill to outlaw militias. So that's the the clue right there. Yeah. So a lot of interesting things there, man. Like um, like like I said, it I I just don't buy that this video was real. I just don't. And plus, in the background of the video, which was his room, completely nice, completely clean everywhere, no blood anywhere. You would think um. If this were real, he, you would ever the entire place would be torn up. So yeah, yeah, I I just don't buy it. It 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 looks fake as you know what to me. Yeah. So yeah, really interesting stuff right here. Um, was that all I had left to talk to you about, man? Yeah, I think those are the only ones you brought up. If you think of anything else, uh, 
I don't have anything else um, left to discuss right now, actually. So, yeah, we can wrap this up now if you want to. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, man, it was a it's a great show, and um, you're welcome to come on anytime you want to. You, yeah. we gotta do we gotta do it again. Yeah, for sure, I'm down. Yeah, and if I come to Arizona, like down there for like a rally or something like that, we gotta meet up sometime. Yeah, too. definitely. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Nico. Um, before you go, um, where can my audience find you at? I'm at Nico Delgado AZ across all platforms. Uh, feel free, give me a follow. We are uh, spreading a good message, trying to get Gen Z out to vote this November and really teach them, you know, the Democrat is not the party of Gen Z. The Republican party is. Yeah. We com com completely agree with you, man. Guys, make sure to go out and give like um Nico a follow. Also make also, if you're watching this video, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe, like, hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. Also follow me on Twitter at race studios, 29. You can see my handle right there. Follow, follow me there. Also follow me on all the social media platforms because I'm on all of those. Follow, follow me on all the podcast platforms because I'm on all of those too. All right, guys. This was Ray and this was Nico Delgado. And this was the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This was episode number 133. Catch you guys later. Peace.